Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up on a two-hour show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topics, it's sorta like the rubber when it's game time, like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine, the sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six, so the war in Kuwait is the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good and happy new year, War Room family. You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev McMillan, and this evening I'm going to be at the War Room Roundtable with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. He'll be with us in just a few seconds. Look, man, 2021 was okay for about five days, then it promptly showed us that it's also with the shits, just as 2020 was. So we're about to wrap it up. And and talk about what's happened this week. So uh, sit back, relax, stay with us for another briefing in the war room. You can also get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Look, uh, whether you're with us live or not, we just need to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of The War Room and all of our partner shows on The War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, shows like The Broad Street Line, shout out to Roy and Chris, um, John Appetit with The Burtons, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show with uh, Savat and, and Phil Matic. Um, everything, man. After further review with the mayor and a whole lot more, man. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. There's never, never, ever an excuse to miss an episode. Uh, Blueprint, man. What up, bro? Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's crazy out here already in 2021, man. America is embarrassing us again, excuse me, to start another year. What up? What's up, good brother? I mean, you know, I don't look at they're not embarrassing us, man. They they exposing who they've always been. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Sit back, watch it, watch it with my popcorn and laugh. You know what I'm saying? Pretty good entertainment. That's how I'm, I'm figuring. I mean, it's definitely embarrassing when I when I say that. I'm using the context of just everybody else looking in because America always wants to be the world police and they want to worry about and talk about and interfere with everybody else is doing. But we out here looking like, you know, a Middle Eastern third world country ransacking the, the Capitol building. But like you said, I, to me, those are not our problems. And I don't really know why a lot of people that look like us have, you know, attempted to make those our problems uh, in the past 24 know. hours. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I don't get it at all. <laughs> That's not my problem. Yeah. Y'all want to do that? I don't get them. Yeah. <laughs> the whole if that was us, like cats would like be dying to be a victim. If that was us, right. it would be prison, man. We no, but, but, but what, what I mean, doing? that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no need to even breach that subject because you already know what it would be, quote unquote, if that were us. But for me, you know, it's it's interesting and a little funny, like you said, to sit back and watch the 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 Blue Lives Matter crew out there rumbling Blue Lives. <laughs> Listen, man. Like, 
Dude, that hypocrisy is back hilarious, man. To get to sit back and get a chance to watch all those Alabama fans act a damn fool was uh, pretty entertaining. <laughs> no doubt, because you know that's what it was. But you know, like I said, treason, <laughs> insurrection, whatever you want to call it, led by their, you know, their their daddy, their their political daddy, the the, the roll damn tide terrorist. <laughs> Yo, it, it was just interesting to see that. Like, it was one of them things where you're sitting back like, yo, this is this is crazy. It wasn't as unbelievable as something like 9-11 because I actually keep hearing people um, compare it to that. Like, I don't know if I'll see anything as unbelievable as that, but it, like, it was just interesting to sit back and watch this. Like, yo, I can't believe that these people are acting like this in their beloved America. But, you know, when it, when anybody else protests, peacefully it's a problem you know cap cap all cap did was kneel he's like public enemy number one like these people actually broke windows broke doors ran up in the capitol building ransacked stuff there's podiums and stuff laying all over the floor stealing people's mail putting their feet up in people's desk and the crazy part about it because you know i think people thought that we were the only people that did this but it was a lot of stunting for the gram out there yesterday Everybody was recording, was posing. Yeah, they definitely was. They was body and grand. They was basically like, they, they they basically gave their jobs away. Um, it was <laughs> emotional, like a lot of Yo, firing going on today. Definitely is. I saw one dude uh, in my area got fired um, because he was out there. I don't think he was one of the dudes posing for his own selfies, but he got caught on camera, and the dude had his ID badge on from work. <laughs> so it was like no denying this because they zooming in like yo that's one of our badges and you zoom in some more that's such and such mm. so they was out there being silly and stupid but the whole thing was silly and stupid welcome to 2021 that's all I got to say you know 20, 2020 2021 came out like you know hold my beer everybody thought 2020 was shout the worst out, year yet <laughs> roll damn tired terrorists the roll damn tide terrorists, man. We got we got them ransacking the, the you know we got the treasonous traitors <laughs> ransacking the Capitol building. We got a new strain of COVID nineteen that's hitting a couple of states. Like twenty twenty one is like nah, nah, son. It, it ain't over yet. But let's get into these sports, man. That's what people wanna hear. That's what we're gonna talk about. And the hot topics, of course, are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. Like we tell you every single week, it's time to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's definitely time to place a bet. The NFL playoffs are here, so why not make a couple of dollars wagering on some wild card weekend games? Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game time decisions don't go your way. Join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, I hope you can spell, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So on the heels of what happened 
yesterday. Um, one of the national television games, the early game yesterday, was the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. Um, I believe this game was in Miami. And prior to the game, during warm-ups, both teams decided together to walk off of the court. Um, I heard about this. You know, we were talking about it in the chat, and as soon as somebody said they just walked off the court, you know, a couple minutes later, I was like, they come back yet? Because, you know, for me, <laughs> I, I ain't trying to knock these dudes. You know, they do what they can with the platform that they have. But a lot of this stuff to me just kind of seems like, you know, sometimes it's for show. So they did indeed come back. They did indeed play the game. I think the the most damage they did was, you know, putting the national TV schedule for the evening in a little bit of a delay. So the game started a little bit late. Um, they did clarify afterwards what they were actually protesting, and it wasn't just the stuff that happened yesterday. Um the the first thing that they mentioned was the choice not to charge the officer who shot Jake, Jacob Blake in Kenosha. And then they said, as well as the riot at the U.S. Capitol that broke out yesterday. Now, it wasn't just because of the riot. It was because they noticed, like I'm pretty sure everybody else noticed, police response during this riot was a lot different than what we saw this spring and this summer when you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement was going on after George Floyd was killed. Um, mm-hmm. the, the police basically just let these people into the Capitol. Not a lot of force used to um, to combat that. One woman was shot and killed, but they just weren't prepared. And, and it seemed like by choice, the way they were when they knew People were, you know, when people were coming to the city for a black calls, they were they were in riot yeah. gear, they were in formation, they were waiting, ready to go, using a lot of force. Um, so that's what the Celtics and the Miami Heat said they were protesting yesterday. You, what's your thoughts on them leaving the court and then ultimately coming back to the court? What difference did they make at all? Honestly, kind of what I, you know, I don't want to knock them, but that's what I'm. No, I'm not knocking them. Listen, I'm not knocking them, but what I'm saying is, like, that was so meaningless that I didn't even know what happened until you told me, like, hey, let's talk about this this evening. Until you said that, I didn't even know what happened. Like, so I don't even think the sports center started with it, covered it. It was like, it was nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, like everybody, just, everybody just took pee break during warm-ups. Like, we'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it's kind of, remember you know, the whole thing with, um, Donald Sterling and the Clippers came out and everybody laid their jersey down, but then they put them joints back on and played. Like, I, it's all symbolic. Right, it's like, here's what I'll if, say. I'm, if that, I'm going to knock the answer, Mimas like, and, the, and the Uncle Ben people, then I, I got to say something about these dudes too. Like, what, what are y'all doing? That is like, like it's a demonstration. It's like, it's almost like a theater. At least that's theater. Like, you just walking off and come back. Like, we had a, a delay. <laughs> like, we just had a quick delay in the game. Like, at least they did something that was like, you know, a demonstration. Like, right, right. If they would have came together and all put their fists up or took a knee or, or spoke or something, it's like, even if I think it's whack, it's a demonstration. When you just walk off and come back, we just started the game. <laughs> we just had a rain delay. Like, it's the equivalent of a rain delay. <laughs> like Big said, I don't know, it got rained out or something. I don't know how a basketball game get rained out. <laughs> 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 One of them six five minutes. 
So, because remember in the bubble when the Bucks walked out and then everybody kind of followed suit, probably mostly because of the pressure. Like we can't let them upstage us, you know, with their with their wokeness. Even that was more, but even then we were like, okay, it didn't like the effect. It didn't do anything to the NBA, and I, and, and it, you know it's not the NBA's fault. But if you're going to demonstrate on the NBA's time and their dime, you got to hurt them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? NBA just, mm-hmm. especially since they were in the bubble, they like, all right, we just postpone these joints, play these joints tomorrow. So it's like yep. nothing really gets done about this stuff, I guess, except for a little bit of attention. But like you said, this one wasn't even covered like that. A lot of people don't even know that this happened yesterday. So, yeah, was, you know, shout out That's to them. They, said this week, so, yeah. you know. they released a joint statement saying what they did and why they did it. But um, they said they, they came did back. Did anybody ask them? <laughs> I don't think they, I think they put this out voluntarily, but they said, uh, you know, they came back because they felt that people. Well, he said we decided that they said we have decided to play tonight's game to try to bring joy into people's lives, but we must not forget the injustices mm-hmm. of our society, and we will continue to use our voices and our platform to highlight these issues and do everything we can to work for a more equal and just America. Hashtag Black Lives Still Matter. So you know, I'm gonna give them their yeah. props on you know doing something, but you know, nah, nah. <laughs> but something more impactful has to be done. Like that's why we still kind of stand on the whole cap thing. Like something was risked, risked in in what he did, and I don't know, I don't know. I'm 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 fighting with myself right now, as you can hear, because I don't want to knock the young brothers for doing something. Man, <laughs> but yeah, that. All right, but in other NBA news, man, sad to hear this. The young boy, my guy, Markel Fultz, um, he's gonna miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL in his left knee. Less than five minutes into their game last night. Um, he was driving down a lane, got cut off, and uh, when he was making his move, his left knee just buckled. He 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 was on the floor, writhing in pain for a few minutes. Left the floor in a wheelchair. Shout out to Paul Pierce, but he wasn't able to come back. He didn't have to really take a boo boo. He he was really hurt. Um, unfortunate man, because you know his first two seasons. I mean, his first two seasons are really a matter of whether you believe it or not as a fan but you know they were kind of taken from him with the whole thoracic thing with his with his shoulder and you know the, the dude forgot how to shoot he had a twitch and a, he had shoulder Parkinson whatever he had it, it it tore his shot up tore his confidence up tore his first two seasons up um, he finally started to come into his own. At the time of his injury, he was averaging about um, 14 and a half points a game, six assists. Um, was probably a candidate, one of the leading candidates early for most improved player. But, you know, young Kareem, Christian Wood probably got that in the bag. But um, what, what were your thoughts, man? You heard about this? Like, like damn, this dude going to miss more time. Well, I mean, Cal? I thought like he, he probably guess he like uh he snake bit or something like you know just yeah. more 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 part of his journey. Like I ain't going front like I was going to miss him because 
You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch Magic. I don't watch. I don't watch. Magic I will. Games. I, I, I actually watch they Magic games just to well. see what he's doing. That's the crazy part about it. So I won't be watching too many more because Aaron know, Gordon is already a lost cause. Actually, to be honest with you, be honest with you, like to be honest with you, no homo. The first thing I thought of was you, like, damn, that's dead man, like, like <laughs> you know, that's your man. Yeah. He said, that's, not, that's my only reason for tuning into a Magic game. So he he got the ACL, the um, Blue Lives Matter ball got the ACL. So a lot of their young talent gone for the season. Yeah. Um, but shout out to Markel. I hope. You know, his teammates talking some good stuff about him, saying, you know, Terrence Ross said he got the heart of a lion, and if anybody can come back from this, pretty much what they say about anybody who um mm-hmm. get hurt like this. Like, you could be the biggest uh, cat <laughs> on the team, if you know what I mean, and they still going to say you strong mm-hmm. and you're going to get through this. And so we'll see. Um, the, the great part about it for him, though, is this happened, you know, three months ago he signed that deal. Um, three years, $50 million. So, you know, he has some incentive to, to work hard and get back. I'm kind of thinking with the way people thought he was mentally with everything that went on in Philly, had he not signed that deal and this happened and he had no guarantees moving forward, young boy might have murked himself. But um, that's just if, you know, if you believe he's as weak as people, weak-minded as people thought he was in Philly. But uh, luckily he ain't got to do that. Yeah, he got fifty million reasons to live. <laughs> I took that. Ho- way ho- too far ho- to hopefully that's enough. <laughs> hopefully, but shout out to Mark. Hopefully that's enough. Man. I hope you. But he still might be a little depressed. So yeah, hopefully, 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 uh, you know, the brother gets his <laughs> together. Yeah. All right, so your NBA players of the week. A lot of people in Boston was real upset about this one. Um, in the Western Conference, Steph Curry. Um, who averaged 39.7 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, and the uh, Warriors went two and one during the week. Now, we all know the highlight of his week was the 62-point game he put on the, on, the, on the Blazers in a win. And what's ironic, what's most ironic about that is he, he did that after Dame was kind of running his mouth leading up to that game saying – you know, Steph is kind of seeing what it's like now when you don't have all of these all-stars to get you these great looks and stuff like that. Steph promptly went in there and gave the Blazers 62, um, non-verbally telling Dame to shut his mouth and don't do it again. Um, And on the Eastern Conference side of things, Tobias Harris of your Philadelphia 76ers was the Eastern Conference player of the week, 23.3 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, 57% 57% shooting from the field, and the Sixers did go 3-0 and during that time. Even as a Sixers fan, I was a little shocked that they that they even noticed Tobias Harris to give him this award. But a lot of people <laughs> yeah. in Boston were salty because they thought um, Jalen Brown should have got it. He averaged about 29, but like four rebounds and two assists, something like that, um, on 67% shooting. So they were killing Toby and in Boston. <laughs> Any thoughts on the player of the yeah. week? Were you shocked when you saw Tobias? Yeah. I wasn't really shocked. I'm shocked. I'm laughing at you saying you shocked they noticed him. Like, I thought <laughs> like they were really. Like, 
That's what I like. like, like I'm, he's, playing for the, he's playing for one of the best teams in the league. I think the Sixers are ranked according to the rankings last week. or number two. They're the second best team in the, the league gonna, as of right now. And if they win tonight against the Nets, which they probably should because KD was already out and now Kyrie is saying, you know, he need a personal day. <laughs> they mm-hmm. should win, but you know how that kind of trap game plays. And the Nets are the Nets are not pushovers, but they also don't have your man Dumbledy. So the Sixers should win yeah. this game. They go undefeated this week. They'll probably come in the rankings next week at number one. So yeah, that, that's he'll getting noticed probably because they're they're doing some things on the radar. So um. Yeah, but it's still surprising. Like you don't expect people to notice Tobias Harris, even if he is playing well. Mhm. Yep. I mean, so it's not shock. It's not shocking that they notice him because of the team. That's what to me. That's why it wasn't shocking. Steph went crazy. Um, kind of every once in a while, you got to remind us outside of that video where he made a gazillion shots in a row. It was good yeah. to see him get his game back. But also, what's funny is why he shoot like that. Big welding come back. Watching Big Welvin come back and everybody give him the credit, like it was a whole like movement of player, players and fans. Like, yo, they just play better with ball on the floor. Like, they can't they can't quantify it with numbers because he don't put none up. Right. But the team just plays better when Draymond is out there. And and the thing is, I don't disagree with that. Like, I'm not you know all on. People go a little far when they ask him if Draymond is a Hall of Famer, or Draymond this, Draymond that. But I don't know. I think you and I, we were always. Uh, at least two of the people they used to lightweight defend Draymond, not because we thought he was this perennial all-star or this Hall of Famer, but when they used that cliche, the glue, like he might be the dude that personifies that cliche the most in the league. As much talent as they've had over the past decade, like it's hard to see them having the same kind of success without, without Big Welvin down there. So um yeah, yeah, shout out to them. Maybe they'll get a little better because they definitely started out the season like some some boo boo, and everybody Great was down team. on Steph. Everything Steph ever accomplished in his life was being dismissed because of the start a lot of this of that, season. A lot of that, a lot of that had to do with Brian. It really did oh, because everything has to do because with Brian. you know Brian is a part of every story in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's bigger than the game, but there's a lot of shots to him, and a lot of folks was like, yo, you put Brian on the team, they go to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Steph can't even get a dub. Um, there's truth to that, but there's a lot of context behind that, too. Like, you know, the way I look yeah. at it is there's levels of being a star, right? You could be an all-star, you could be a superstar, and you could be, like, in um, an iconic level. I feel like there's only a couple players that are at that top, top level. And to me, that's, like, honestly, probably KD and Brian. Right. I think I think as good as the Warriors have been over the past six years or so, right? I just think they were the epitome of a team where everybody brings something to the table that makes this machine great. I think individually yeah. Of everybody who's rolled through there in the past six or seven years, I think KD is the only dude that could carry a team that wasn't that good. And even KD is not like he's not on bronze level as far as carrying yeah. mediocre talent. 
You know what I'm saying? So but I think they the just, only, yeah, they just I think they're the only struck gold at the right time. You know what I mean? Good drafting. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Timing is everything, dog. What I will say right. is this. I think those are the only two cats. And I do think it's level set, too. But I think those are the only two cats right. that you could put on a, a mediocre team. And they're at least going to the playoffs. Right. Right. Like, for sure. like they may sure. not win it all, but they're at least going right. to the playoffs. So, like, I don't yeah. think Seth is at that level. And, and that was kind of exposed this year, but still doesn't take away from the fact that he's one of the all time greats. And the jump shot is like, might be the greatest ever. Hey, if I'm Steph, I'm, my, you know, calling Chef because he'd be cooking. I would tell, I would, I would tell people to lean towards his other nickname. Uh, call me unanimous. Get off my, call me unanimous. <laughs> you can't take that from me. Like no matter what, he's shout not out, doing right shout now. Out to whoever it was, shout <laughs> to whoever it was in our group chat that uh, gave Seth Curry the nickname Sue Chef. <laughs> shout out to uh, Billy Beige. <laughs> yeah, Sue Chef. Uh, Sue Chef because definitely cooking that's, last night. That's <laughs> that's sticking and it's hilarious. Sue Chef. <clears throat> All right, so I, I quoted a week. Speaking of Tobias Harris. Um, this is hilarious because somebody tweeted after the game last night versus the Wizards. I guess they had some money on the line. It was either the spread or they had something on what Tobias was going to score. I don't know. They didn't specify exactly what their bet was. But somebody tweeted, um, Tobias Harris cost me $1,900. Damn, son, you had one job and you missed both them damn free throws with seven seconds left. Shaking my effing head. And our quote of the week was Tobias Harris's response to this on Twitter. He said, should have invested that shit in Bitcoin. <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> One bullet. <laughs> One bullet. Good aim. Killed Yo, him. I don't, I don't know why cats go at like, celebrity. All celebrity needs is a witty clap back, and you're going to get dragged across the entire net. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, they get they get one bullet to shoot at you, and then all they minions gonna follow up yeah. and just spray you. Yeah, like. you about to get, get dragged. So why <laughs> even do it, dog? He was really mad because he really he must have really lost that chicken, and he was really mad. Yep, no doubt about that. All right, so let's go to the phone lines because I I was about to talk about the the national championship game. Um. I mean, Ohio State versus Tobias Alabama. Wants to defend, he, Tobias wants to defend all his brethren that uh, stormed the Capitol yesterday. Yeah, because, you know, we don't got much to say about this national championship game anyway. So we're going to bring the biggest Alabama fan that we know onto the line with us to talk about it real quick. We got Tobias in the building. Roll damn tide. Hey, roll, roll damn, damn tide. Capital. Hey, and all I got to say is that the roll tide invitational is back, baby. That's a one-year hiatus. Now, our defense still trash, though, so I don't know. But uh, how things but, uh, what, you, what, you, what you got to say about Jimmy's allegations of, you know, everybody stopping in D.C. before they head down to Miami to do a little damage actually, yesterday? Our bigots are more sophisticated. Our, our bigots, our white supremacists are more sophisticated and refined than the old Muslims that, that were there yesterday. That was oh, Ole Miss no, and Auburn and Florida Gator yeah. fans. Yo, and, uh, you know what he sound like, uh, Jim? You know what he sound like? What's that? He sound like all, all the conservatives talking about, that was Antifa. That wasn't us. Yeah. Hey, yeah. has anyone ever I seen know, Antifa? I know. <laughs> the white whale. First off, first, Antifa's not real. Let's just be, let's just be honest here. But also, 
I saw them bust the window, and when they got to the window, all I heard was roll damn tired. So I knew it was. <laughs> hey, they, they were very fine people. All I got to say, we win this game. But uh, oh, hey, we, I, don't, I don't need COVID. Hey, COVID ain't. Hey, COVID is real after Monday night. Is all I got to say. Uh, okay, y'all. Touch and that was definitely that was definitely a super spreader event yesterday. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, Devontae Smith winning that high. I'm glad a receiver and not a quarterback won it for once. Because it seems like he's been a quarterback with the best numbers win. And, uh, but Alabama got a couple guys in the quarterback, Mac Jones with the dad pod. Because we're going to knock we, – we knock like two, three uh, topics out at one time. Heisman. That's what – hey. Championship <laughs> game. Maybe. There you go. And that's why you should bring me on sooner to have me wait all damn day because we can speed this show along. But uh <laughs> But uh but like Najee Harris the running back, Devontae Smith the receiver, Mac Jones the quarterback. You know in college football these guys hit the transfer portal after a week. But those guys didn't hit they wait pay the dues and and the Najee Harris the back and Devontae Smith, they made more money coming back to school. So sometimes it's a, you know, uh, especially Najee Harris, he he probably be a late first round pick now. So sometimes everybody's path not the same, or he can end up being Jerry Judy and end up going to Denver with Drew Locke. You know, he probably want to punch Drew Locke right now. now speaking, uh, of that, <laughs> speaking of that, with with Devonte Smith, uh, Tay as they call him, um, dude is like six foot six one, hundred seventy five pounds. You know, skinny cat. It's it's kind of ironic to me of all the the elite receivers um, that Alabama has had over the past decade that Devontae Smith actually becomes the one to win the Heisman. That also says something different to the people who were in the race with him, the finalists as well. Do you think his success is going to translate, you know, especially being the size that he is? I mean, there's some, it's some tough receivers in the league that are little dudes, but do you think his success is going to trans, transfer over to the league like some of the other Bama receivers that we've seen lately? Well, I'll say this first. Julio Jones' quarterback was Greg McElroy. So that's, that's <laughs> your head or there. Yeah. He's going to be yeah, but, successful either way as long as he gets somebody that can throw him the ball. But that's the thing. But, this dude doesn't have the same physical – attributes to say, well, it doesn't matter who throw him the ball. He's going to be nice. But he does. He, like, he, if you know these Bama receivers, one thing, mm-hmm. they all run great routes, the ones who are in the league. Right. And great route running trumps, like, running a 4-2 any day. Because you notice no one ever caught Jerry Rice behind. He wasn't, like, the fastest guy on earth. But you run great routes like him and Fitzgerald. But it's all about where you go as a receiver. We got to be honest. Let's be honest about that guy. But to me, it seemed like it seemed like Waddle. It seemed like Bama fans. I don't know. I never talked to you about it, but just you know, from the outside looking in, it seemed like people would be more excited about Waddle than Smith. I thought Waddle. I thought Devontae Smith was their best receiver. He mm-hmm. is the, He was the one that put on the radar. I thought Waddle would be the one that won the Heisman if they had to pick a receiver before he got hurt because he was a great return guy. Like right. Desmond Howard and Tim Brown, the return game. And, uh, but now, speaking of, Devontae Smith is the first receiver to win the award since years. Desmond Howard in 1991. So that's crazy. 30 years. He definitely is not a wide receiver 
reward. I mean, award. Um, what is he, the third to win it, period? The third off, well, I know Tim Brown got it in the 80s. Yeah. I, think I think he might be the third. Yeah. I'll check. Yeah. I'll check. And, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it all, dep- it all depends on where he goes, though. It, it all depends where he goes. It's like any receiver. It depends where you go. Because you got good receivers, guys with talent. If they go to the wrong team with a bad quarterback, they're screwed. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, but, you know, but I think Alabama's going to win the game. But I think it's going to be high score in a close game because Alabama's dumbass D coordinator, he wants to blitz on first down, but not on third and 17 for some reason. But, uh, <laughs> but I also say, you know, and one thing, though, I bring up is just, I think Justin Fields is a good talent, but I will still, the Jets are in a tough spot. I don't think Sam, I haven't seen Sam Darnold flash. I know he had bad coaching, but you know, many times you see guys flash something. Yeah. But it's, it, I would probably drive Justin Fields as close by as a roll with it, to be honest. With I mean, because when, when, he did, when he did flash, it was against teams like Dallas, and like pretty much everybody that year was flashing on yeah. the Cowboys. So. Yeah, and and, that, and like and it's like even like uh, they, they put themselves like, in that tough position though. They out there trying to win games. They better be like my man Dougie Peterson. I can't <laughs> <do>. <laughs> you know what the crazy part is about that one? Hey, you got a young quarterback. Just pl- let him go through some adversity, see what happens. That's part of development. But here's a, but when I was okay. watching this whole Carson Wentz stuff, okay, shit. <laughs> yeah. But people thought, oh, they could trade. I'm like, dude, the guy has the leadership skills of General George Armstrong Custer. <laughs> who who gonna pay thirty million? How can you bring that to your locker room, guys? That with that with that right there. That's I think that's killing him more than anything. And who's taking on that money? Who's t- like who's gonna take that on? I know Frank Wright coached him four years ago, but that was four years ago. A lot of things changed. Look at Cam Newton. A lot of things changed in a short period of time. And uh, and that's a. And I, and I think Philly's gonna have to just hang on to him, just like the Rams gotta hang on to Jared Goff. You see the Rams message board; they rather have Walter start than Jared Goff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Well. You don't listen to fans, though. You know, fans always, yeah. You know, they always go to the extreme with with anything. But, you know, with your with Bucks Twitter, you know how it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> they think it's all one guy, but if it got about the All Pro left tackle, right tackle, they drafted and all the team improved, and, and they thought and the I, Patriots won because it's just Tom Brady. And I did check. You right? Devontae Smith is the um um fourth receiver. So it was, it was Johnny uh, Rogers, I think. Yeah. Johnny Rogers, yeah. It was Johnny Rogers in 1972, it. Tim Brown in 87, Desmond Howard in 91. So shout out to yeah. the four receivers who who was able to win this award. That's really nice. Man, and, you know I got to touch on about yesterday, right? All right. Let's be honest again, guys. This was treason. You talking about the, you talking about the Rodan Tide Invitational? That's an <laughs> old Miss. That is an old Miss Invitational. But uh, get that right. That's actually gonna be the Joe Biden invitation in two weeks. He ain't overturning none of Donald Trump policy. Get that right. Hey, listen, get ready for that, people. Uh, you know, and I, y'all were right though. This is all symbolism. Symbolism does nothing. It I always say this: 
if, if the biggest and the white supremacists in the 60s knew that all we wanted was a pound in the head and feel good about ourselves, they would have integrated us 20 years earlier. Uh, just call it what it is. Uh, because what is walking out of a game going to do? You're coming right back. You pretty much t- took a pee break. That's what mm-hmm. you did pretty much. And and I hear all these white people talking about, well, athletes and fit sports, what they got to worry about. Well, that's Sterling Brown. He played for the Bucks and they beat him up. Jeff Blake. So the police said to him, Davo Cephalosha career ended because they broke his ankle. The cops yeah. did. And, uh, but, yeah, and so it, and even then, that black guy may be rich, but what about the rest of the family? Like most times, they'd be the only guy with money, so you don't have that. So guess what? And you still, and they still go mess you over anyway. And and they say, well, black, like, look, let's be honest about this, also, guys. Black people are, as a whole are very docile and nonviolent. We ain't storming a Capitol house. That is actual. That's a treasonous act. You put the vice president in danger, Nancy Pelosi, all these other elected officials in danger. Walked in with firearms. The Confederate flag, which is a treasonous flag, and they get mad when someone speak out on talking about stick to sports. This, you know, and all that. Screw that. We, yeah, we as I mean, a people you, have a right to speak up. You definitely put those people in danger because what if they did meet that threat the way they would have met it if it was, you know, another group? You know, what if it was a firefight inside of the Capitol? You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. because out here, but you know, they had it's like. One, Antifa is the white people's lock left monster. Let's just be honest about that. Uh, well, ain't nobody ever seen it. All we heard was stories. It's not even real, though, cuz. It's not even real. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, yo, hey, so you never see that Antifa. Yo, aren't we supposed to be anti fascist? Sasquatch. Like, that's one. Two, it's mm-hmm. not even a real organization. Like, come on. Yo, it's... Anyway, man. But, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know how it is, man, when people, you know, finally got themselves a scapegoat for something. They're going, it's, it's real now because we need somebody to to pass this behavior on to. So. Yeah, yeah and, 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 uh, and the thing is, they, they just throw that around with no proof ever. Like, they say about every and anything. Oh, man, that's Antifa. I'm going to start Jim, this, whole, this whole situation is because of no proof. They talking about Antifa. They talking about stolen elections. Like, there's no proof to any of these baseless claims that they're making. Man. That that supposedly has no them so upset that they're gonna run up in the Capitol building of their beloved country, talking about yo, know, it was actually news in there talking about we're fighting for our freedom. Yo, your freedom ain't never been in question in this country. Like, don't even disrespect us. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, when 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 my wife say, "Why you come home so late?" I mean, oh, I got kidnapped by Antifa. <laughs> Word. <laughs> hey, like, and I have to say this also one. I saw what happened to the woman yesterday. Hey, all I got to say is I back the blue. Blue lives matter is all I got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, that's a, I, sucks to suck. Hey, but 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 you know, but people, but um, I always say it's, it's like I hear all this stuff, right? And it's all about not punishing these folks. And I remember this. All these black folks that will get mad if you even say I'll, I'll sing at inauguration or meet with Trump, but get these same white people to pass, like Bob Kraft, Jerry Jones, for being friends with this guy through all this. Or better yet, they want us to disavow and say we don't like Minister Farrakhan. But yet, Bob Kraft could be friends with him. Oh, yeah, it's all good, man. He's been friends. It's cool. 
and it just shows how different how different America is for us than them. And I don't say black and brown because I'm not brown. I'm not in that community. We got different issues than them, and I can't fight for somebody that ain't me. But uh, hey, sorry. Hey, but listen, that, that, the point you made is not. It's crazy. You're right, Jim. But no, the, the point you made, bias. It is crazy how, like, just if you meet with Donald Trump, how we treat each other for doing something like that. But it's, it's like the other dudes, like you said, we're kind of rewarding them because you know dudes are still out here buying Patriots gear and and you know paying to watch them on TV and everything. We disown. We disown our own just for taking a meeting, and most of these meetings are to try to help everybody else out. Like, I don't know what Steve Harvey was doing, and I don't know oh, what kind of but there's a couple of people out there. Okay, yeah, you, sometimes you do have to meet with people that you dislike, especially if they're in power, and we kill them people. But these same people who talk about Ice Cube this, Ice Cube that, still out there rocking Patriots hats and and all of this kind of stuff, that's that's interesting, man. That's an interesting point that you brought up, good brother. But look, before you get out of here, man, we need to get your opinion. I mean, we kind of know what you're going to say. We just want to know what outlandish score you're going to put on this. First of all, Ohio State is in a situation where they barely got enough people to eligible to play in this game because of the COVID outbreak at this school. Um, <laughs> so they already – it's already – like, if they, they – because of this – they might be moving in the territory like if, if you win this game, this might be the biggest sports upset of all time. But um, I don't put that kind of pressure on your squad because y'all don't really play well under pressure. What's going to be or the score cover of the, the game? Spread. How's this or going cover the spread because Nick Saban loves taking his foot off the gas. Messing up Jimmy's money here. Jimmy's going to raise rent now in Alabama. Like? What's the spread looking like eight right and a half now? Out, eight and a half Alabama. They don't cover Jimmy's going to raise rent oh, again. Yeah. They're going to cover that. Listen, I think nah. I think the spread is being kind right know, now. That, they, that's going to grow no by good, then. They ain't been no good against the spread, dog. They ain't been no good against I know, the spread. but Jim, they these dudes barely have high. enough players to play in the game. And field I don't know. And field 42-35 Alabama. 42-35. 42-35. They still don't cover. Yeah. I think they won't cover because I always say the backdoor cover comes in. And I also say this before I run because we got my bucks, right? We got Washington. No excuses now. I don't want to hear nothing about no preseason, no, no offseason, no OTA. And, like, and I, all, you and I gotta do, to go. all you got to do is blitz the crippled quarterback and y'all be fine. Yeah, because Washington don't have a chance to hell of winning this game. The only way they, they keep it like, like they can win is by that defensive line. And people talk about the outside, it's the inside, the interior with Allen and it's Payne really that not will cause It's not matter because they can't score with y'all. They, cool. That's, that's, that's going to be their problem. Like, the defensive line could play great all game, but at some point, Tampa Bay is going to score some points that Washington is not going to be able to match, and the defense is going to be looking at the offense all strange, like, y'all got to help us out. Yeah, yep. I, I don't hey. see that one being close. But the Alabama thing, I I think Alabama gonna run away with that. And I ask, I can ask you guys one question. I take it off the. I always want to sound like FM radio here. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cam Newt made a mistake by taking a million dollars to back up in that bad situation, or just taking a, a, a starter, or just taking like that same amount to be a backup somewhere else, make sure he's healthy and has some entry going to next year? All right. 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll answer. We'll holler at you uh, yeah, next I'll week. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was all. That's what we're going to do. What? <laughs> all right, we'll holler at you next week, though. But no, I, I, I don't know, because Cam, Jim, I think, I mean, he was having a like nobody was knocking hard at his time door. getting, I was about to say, he was having a hard time getting a call from anybody. So at that point, like, what do you do? I think, like, you look at Jameis. I think, had Jameis not jumped and taken that deal, I think Jameis Winston would have gotten some better offers than what he got. But Cam, that was pretty much the only offer he had gotten. And the fact that he was going to um, New England, a team where their quarterback left and all you had was Jared Stidham. And as much as they said Jared Stidham had the front runner position on starting, come on, Cam Newton, Jared Stidham. Cam knew he was going to go there be able to start and have an opportunity to get to these incentives. I think at this point, and I didn't always think that, you know, I, I wasn't always on the B Austin train. I just think Cam stinks right now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, no, he's not, I he's think it was the best situation football. for him. He he's just stinks right now. Absolutely terrible football. My whole thing was like, and I know B Austin never liked the ball, but my whole thing in defending him was that one year that they went to the bowl, he played amazing football. So both things can be true. He could have played amazing football, and right now he stinks. And I think and you both can things fall are off. Like, like, things um, happen. And you, yeah, and you can stink like, and possibly get back to where you were. I mean, it didn't yeah. look like it, it would Cam this year. The thing about the NFL, dog, the, the NFL is so crazy where so many things in terms of the weapons you have, the system you play in, who's your QB mm-hmm. coach, who's your head coach. Your offensive line. Who's your defense. You're from, you know, your defense, you know, def- people don't even, like, really put a lot of thought into how the defense affects quarterback play based right. upon, you know, you know, the length of time they're on the field. Time on the field, um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all of these things, just like people don't recognize how a good offense can help a defense by not, you know, um, feigning drives and things of that nature. So it's a lot that goes into football, which is why football is a beautiful game. It's the ultimate team sport. It's yeah. not like basketball where you have one guy that just take on going on the floor and just be better than everybody else. But um, yeah, one dude so can't carry said, football like, like dumbass fans think they can. As good as yeah, Aaron Rodgers so, and Pat Mahomes are, they come on. Not at all. What, they can't. When when, his, when Aaron Rodgers' team wasn't good, he was just a good ass quarterback on a bad team. Point blank. Yeah. Game. And <laughs> well, with that being said, Cam is a piece of shit right now. And it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, calling it like you see. You know, in the in the word in the word in the words of Hassan Campbell, it is what it is, man. <laughs> Shout out to Haas for his upcoming boxing match if they can call him on it. <laughs> Yo, I listen, I know he's joking, but the thought of him fighting, I might pay for it. The last beat, I ain't gonna lie to Yo, you, bro. I might I'm, pay for that just to get my joke off. I, I might pay for it too. Uh, you know, Vi gonna pay for it. Hoping that he get his yo, ass whooped. The thought, the, thought of, <laughs> yo, the thought of that is hilarious, and I really might pay for it because you can see, like, I ain't gonna. The lie funny to thing you. is, though, when you when when you sent me that video, I saw it like somebody called him out, like by name, like, yo, they wasn't even talking. Well, no, before. see, so so so. Well, were they showing? Were they throwing subs at him? Yeah, it, no, they actually did call him by name originally because oh, it was a lot of because the little the the, the part that some, he showed yeah, in the Razzie video, they didn't say his name. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just stepped up yeah, to the job. They were so talking. It's a, to you. it's a little backstory to it. it okay. I, the brother King right. Erner, who's another another YouTube blogger, he got in the beef with a bunch of folks. So when uh, a company came out, I think it's called like Black something or another, and their whole thing was all these bloggers beefing 
Let's 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 teach the Black sports online. Put gloves on. It's called. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. But anyway, their their whole their whole. <laughs> here you go. Let's <laughs> that. But no, their whole. They into that kind of stuff. I'm just asking. A, you know. Their whole thing was as a way to show the youth that they don't always have to go to the guns, and y'all y'all have influence because all these bloggers got millions and millions of views. They was like, yo, put the gloves on for charity, yeah. and we gonna pay it. We gonna do part of charity and pay y'all for y'all to um you know box it out. So King Erner is fighting this dude named uh, Paparazzi Poe, who's the actual son of Alpo, the drug legend. Yeah. And I saw y'all talking they about got that. A fight. I saw y'all talking. Yeah, they got a fight coming up, and then someone else was like, okay, well, let's get another blogger in the joint. And the boy was like, yo, I want to knock out Hassan Campbell. So but this is going to be the thing. Like, I'm telling you, this this is the thing. Like, boxing is going. Boxing, this is where boxing is going. I'm trying to say, boxing is just making a mockery of boxing because it started with actual – Boxers having exhibitions like y'all ain't pros and y'all can't put this on your record. I don't care how old you are. Now, mm-hmm. you know, the YouTubers have stepped into it. Now we're going deeper than the actual YouTubers who actually train, like, you know, the Paul yeah. brothers. Yeah. Now we're just going to do yep. this, just, you know, let's just go to dudes Dick's that got a good to buy a pair of followers. And, yo, <laughs> these dudes, like, well, yo, I'm you got 100,000 followers? Yeah, these dudes gonna be in the ring like different size gloves. They ain't gonna know nothing about what they're doing. But so the company is called the company is called Black Prime, and it's like a media it's a media company who's like you know more in an online media space. But this is you know they they got some bread together to throw some fights. Hey man, shout out to them. Make you make that money, make that money, and you know it is a a positive way if you want to put that spin on it. You know to to get some something off your chest. Um, shout out and rest in peace to my uncle Posh. That's that's what he used to do back in the day when when young boys used to come around and we was about to get it in like for real for real. He used to come grip everybody up and like hold up one minute and come out the house with the gloves and make us fight with gloves instead of you know really beating each other's brains out. So you know he worked in the yeah, hood that back, was a in thing the back in the day. So yeah, it should should be able to work here. Yeah, that always worked when you had a, yeah, a responsible man. adult in the neighborhood. Who has some gloves? But Haas is yeah, the funny thing about Haas is he he so told me that when this thing came out, he had like five or ten YouTubers like that. They always calling him out. But okay, he talked talk too much. He talked too much. Initially, he like, beat him up. initially he said he wasn't going to do it, and then that's when the bread came up, and he was like, "Oh, y'all going to pay?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he. They, they you ruined, know, they you, know, you know he wasn't going to risk getting this planet rocked for free, so. Yeah, I see what you did there. We're going to move on before everybody else notice. All right, so, um, yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about before that. I think we were talking about uh, how oh, did we, we finish get... with the, uh, the, yeah, we finished with the, um, the... the championship game. Like, uh, the All right, yeah, I, about the I don't even know how we got one. into that. All right, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's, real quick, we're going to get into our NFL awards before everybody else start naming them. And, and so, all of that stuff. About Doug Peterson, though. You ain't about no, no, I was about to say, before we, but right again. before we do that, I did want to get your opinion on the whole Doug Peterson thing. Um, you've been living under a rock. You don't watch football, or if you just ain't been following. Uh, the Eagles played in the final week of the season, the Washington professional football team. Um, there was something on the line for Washington. The Giants had. Uh, beating the Cowboys earlier in the day. So with their, what, 6-10 and 10 record or whatever it was, 
they had a chance to get into the postseason with a Washington loss. So they were rooting for the Eagles going into this game. This was a very competitive game throughout. And down three points at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Doug Peterson decides to take Jalen Hurts out of the game. Who, by the way, like, is everybody acting like because he made the move? Like, it was like, like the Eagles are going to win this game for sure. Jalen Hurts really wasn't having that great of a showing. He had two rushing touchdowns in this mm-hmm. game. But as a passer, you know, he wasn't really looking too too great. Um, Three-point game, he took him out, put in Nate Sudfeld. He claims that he knew he was going to play Nate Sudfeld all along, saying he deserved a shot at some snaps. So he got in, and Nate Sudfeld looked like a quarterback who hadn't played snaps in four years, turned the ball over promptly a couple of times, the ironic part about this whole thing was Washington is so bad, they can't let Doug Peterson throw the game in peace. They keep turning the ball over and giving the Eagles another chance to win the game, but Nate Sudfeld is just not good enough for, you know, especially after never playing and never getting any reps. He just wasn't the guy to, to lead them back in this game. Everybody's pissed, especially Giants fans, Giants players, Giants head coach Joe Judge had some strong words to say um, indirectly to uh, about um, Doug Peterson saying that he pretty much disrespected the game, and you'll never see him disrespect the game as long as he's the coach of the Giants, you know, not having people play for 60 minutes. I'm like, come on, man. The way the Giants have played over the past few seasons, they disrespect <laughs> the game every time they go out there, but that's another story. So what what were your thoughts on this? I mean, you understand why Giants fans and Giants players are mad, but at the same time, be better. Don't leave your fate in the hands of another team, especially a division rival who don't care if you make the playoffs or not anyway. But 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 what are your thoughts on this whole thing and everybody coming at Doug Peterson's neck about it? I I, I get it. I get it. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie and say I don't get it. I get it. And because it was late, you can throw a game he, and not if be he that If he would announce before, my thing is if he didn't announce before the game, he's gonna let the like you know get some backups, get some reps, and play no the whole what. game. That's one thing. Right. Yeah, that's one thing. But the way he did it, like it, it just it just came off real weird. Like pulling him out in the fourth quarter in a tight game. That just it just looked mad sus. You know, you know what? Like you know the. But Jim, this is Washington's fault, dog. <laughs> I'm a, this is, and I'm gonna tell you why. The Eagles sat a bunch of people before the game. He tried to throw the game before the game, but these dudes can't. Yeah. They still can't get the Eagles out of there, and they had everything to play for. So you know, I'm tongue in cheek, joking a little bit, saying it's their fault. But them being that bad forced his hand because he tried to throw the game. Alshon didn't play. Sean Jackson didn't play. Miles Sanders didn't play. Um, a, a ton of people did not play in this game. Fletcher Cox was hurt. Like, he tried to throw the game in the beginning. But these dudes, yeah. three points going into the fourth quarter, and they don't look like they're going to pull away. It forced his hand to do something blatant. It didn't really look blatant, and it really looked sus, like you said. Inserting this dude into yeah, the game. Yeah, it just looked Another thing yeah, is, it just, the Eagles, as much as Washington had every reason to win this game, the Eagles really had every reason to lose this game, moving up like four draft spots into the number six position by losing the game. But, of course, 
you know, you can't go out there and look like you're purposely trying to lose the game. <laughs> but it's difficult when the other team that has everything to play for is not cooperating with you. But in the NFL and any competitive sport, people expect, Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. <laughs> Point blank, period. So yep. I understand how it looks suspect. I would tell, like, Giants fans, Giants players, Giants coach, I tell them yep. FOH because, like, come on, dog. You like six and ten. Like nobody from this division deserves to be in the playoffs. So you can't be crying because somebody yeah. else didn't help you get in it. Neutral fans no, are just that. like, all right, that's that's suspect. I understand where they're coming from. You know what I mean? Because you know, it, it definitely I, looked I, the way I, it looked. That's the uh, the old John Wooden, the old John Wooden thing. Like I remember in John right. Wooden's book, he talked about how he ain't believe in game film. He don't care what nobody mm-hmm. else did. I'm gonna teach my team, and if we do what we gotta do, it don't matter what nobody else do. But but think about type stuff. I know that, that that definitely is. But think about like I'm just like Giants fans team. They got a lot of nerve though. I mean because they they can take it for granted because they they drafting in the top six every year. Like yo, this yeah. team who usually gets a mid mid to late round draft pick had a chance to do something. I understand how it looks, but hey, as a fan at this point, I'm over it. Um, because, you know, there was also a mention of with Doug's own team, how they're going to look at him. Because I don't think he told them this quote-unquote plan that he probably lying to all of us about. I don't think he told oh, them that they was going to play regardless of the situation. So these dudes out here who are fighting just to, just to have some kind of pride to, to go out on at the end of the season, like you don't tell them, and they sitting over here like, yo, we're fighting, and even after they inserted him, like I said, they got two more turnovers from Washington. But you keep throwing this dude back out there, so it's really no, no reason for us to get these turnovers. I can kind of understand how they would look at him as well, but I also think people are exaggerating that. Like there are people like, "Yo, they're never going to want to play for him again." Like as long as the checks cash, they're going to be all right. And if if they happen to get a stud with the sixth pick, which remains to be seen, with with Howie making the call, but it it remains to be seen. But who who knows, man? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I I I want to hear. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take Rob's call now because I want to hear what he got to say about this. So we're gonna go to Rob out in Cali, who's holding on the line. Rob, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's your thought? Yeah, boy, what's good, man? Happy New Year. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Slip and Slide. Yo, what's good, man? What's it's good? your boy Rob, what's a.k.a. Really? Yo, she checked, she checked my temperature on high. But what's good, man? How y'all doing, man? Good, man. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Doug Peterson thing. Were you upset that he, you know, blatantly yes. threw the game? Yes. You were upset? Yes, and... So yes, wait, this, you know let me ask you I this. Think... Let me ask you this because you you're definitely uh, you're definitely a, a big critic of, of Howie Roseman, right? We all we know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm asking you specifically, like, it's kind of weird to hear that you're mad at Doug when what he did gives Howie a better chance to make a better pick because 
Some, you know, it's, it happens, but it's harder to mess up a number six it, than it is to mess up like a number twenty-one. You know what I'm saying? It, it, so you're it's not, not kind of happy not about, that he's giving Howie a better never, chance. It's never about. Were you mad that he's gonna get a player to honest, that's too good for you to, never, to crap on him about? This. I'm gonna just say it once. I'm, I'm just gonna say it, and this is I'm a strong believer in not taking because I think the Sixers created a whole culture where. All we have to take to get a best pick. And the thing is, like Dev said, yes, did they become a playoff team eventually? Yes, but they're not an elite team. They're not doing shit. you got two players. How are they not an elite team? Who are not, who, are, who, 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 who don't even care about basketball. You got, he wants to mess with Kardashians. The other, the other one wants to tweet. So that doesn't make any sense. Now, going back to this, it's not about where you pick. Wait, 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 one second. Hold, hold, that thought, right? hold, that hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Rob, hold the thought. Hold that thought real quick. Let me go back to the Sixers thing real quick. Because you keep, you keep like putting the two together. Them being elite, like them tanking, did exactly what. Listen though, I, I know you're not a fan, but let me let me explain something to you though. Because I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying I'm a fan of it either. But I'm trying to tell you like. Saying you're not a fan and saying it didn't work are two different things. There's no way in the world you can say that the Sixers tanking didn't work. The tank part did exactly what it was to do. Get them assets, get them, um, you know, early picks for talent. That did exactly what it had to do. Now, what they do afterwards with the talent, with the assets, that has nothing to do with tanking. Once you're a 50-win team and you're a playoff team, tanking is no longer in the equation. So if your GM, and they've had several since that time, messes everything up and doesn't make the situation any better and doesn't turn them into a quote-unquote elite team, then that's, that's another thing. But they're mutually exclusive. The tanking did exactly what the tanking was supposed to do. Now, if you can't do anything afterwards, then that's a whole different thing. So that's all I'm trying to explain to you. You keep making them one thing. You're saying I don't believe in tanking because the Sixers haven't won a championship yet because they're not quote unquote has, elite has, yet. Has tanking that ever worked? Because, because, because they are the birth. They I are the just mother showed you tanking. how it worked, dude. It how the world If you got, death, if, if one death, year you got death, the three death, pick, death, death, and the next death. year you got the one the pick, Listen, and then the next death, year you got death, the three pick, death, and then you death, get one pick death, again, death. it could absolutely work, Rob. That's the part you're not. You're looking at results, the end results of whether or not they win the championship or become elite. That's not what the tanking is about. You gotta, you can tank all you want, and you can get all the talent in the world. You still have to, after the tanking is over, you got to put it together if you want to be elite. So that's all I'm trying to explain to you. They are not the same thing. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of tanking. I'm just explaining to you that you keep jumping from the tank all the way to the, the championship part of the whole thing. I- and that's not. I, I have to agree and disagree, I have to agree and disagree because if Tanky doesn't lead a championship, doesn't lead the championship, there's there's no point. There, there, if this form is silly. This, that's silly. That's People that can tank to get talent to sell tickets. You can tank to sell tickets, Rob. It don't have to be if you don't win a championship, it didn't work. The Sixers have 14 okay, people okay, in their building. They had 14 people in their building. Now they sell out every night. Until COVID hit, so like 
that, that you're 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 equating things that don't equate. My bad, Jim. Go ahead, because that 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 don't no, make sense. Going, I, no, I, my, the only point I was gonna make is that that actual statement is utterly ridiculous. One team wins a championship every year, and everything right. isn't about everybody championships. Can't win. Now, granted, everybody 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 wants to win a championship. That's cool, but there are several reasons. Like to be a competitive team, what that does for your economy, with your city. Right. Um, you know, like money is first, dude. People can talk that shit all, like, all so, they want. So These people ain't doing this for free. Man, that's like, yo, it's like, <laughs> we're owners, exact players. Everything sounds good. Like, those cliches, those exactly. cliches sound good. I'm falling for that. Man, that's all they are, cliches, man. Like, everything I, on that comes, I, like, yo. I can't, I can't. Listen, man, you, you got to understand the household I grew up in. I grew up in a household where my dad's a New Yorker, annoying New Yorker. What is he about? I grew up in L.A. What is he about? What, what, what are they about? Champion, is it championships or nothing? That's it. That's it. Now, now, that's now, not, now, it's now, easy to now, say when these teams are winning championships. Do you think Jeannie Buss would go out and if she's promised a championship this year but zero dollars revenue, which one do you think she's taking? Come on, Rob, don't be that dumb, dude. Don't be uh, that naive. Or they win a championship. Which one you not, like? Not, are you seriously thinking that the money doesn't now, come first? Now, 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 going to the Eagles. I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to lie because I do want to talk politics a little bit and talk about uh, Chitlin Tobias. Go, going to, going <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> go, 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 going to the Eagles. I don't. It doesn't matter where you picking the right players. You know, like Devil okay, says, but, man, Rob, 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 man, but, but, man, it, Rob, but true or not, true or not, picking higher in the draft, that does that give you a better <laughs> chance of picking a better player? Bad I mean, teams it do it all the time. Bad teams are picking these dudes. These dudes are busting. They're Justin on bad Jefferson. teams. Justin Jefferson last year, we should have picked him. And dude, what happened? Dude, 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 dude. All right, get off his Sloan, okay. DK Metcalf, okay. Dude, what, but you're one of these, but you're one of these, you're one of these dudes, these dudes. You didn't say anything about these dudes when the draft came. You call here every single week. There's no line. We got everything you ever Rob, chill, chill. Rob, you do know I can hang up on you, right? Chill. Let me talk. You've called here every week for the past six or seven years and we appreciate that but that but that also means rob we have everything you've ever said to us on tape we can pull this stuff rob you have never said anything about these dudes but when these dudes start getting good the eagles should have picked them i said that all along no you did not we have everything you've ever said to us recorded Please stop being that guy. Please stop being the hottest item and jump on everybody's jock, dude. Please stop stop being that guy. You can go and I said, and you can go and I said. And I have, and you haven't. Okay. All of this is hindsight. These dudes start getting good. Dude, you ain't even, you probably know half these dudes' names. All right, all right, so you're going to sit here right now. With us having the tapes, you're going to sit here right now and tell me that you were screaming last year, Eagles should, should, should draft Justin Jefferson. Tell me you said that. You said I that? Said, you called I in said and said that? that? And, 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 and for people who don't know, me and Dev go back and forth 
if, because first I said the Eagles should draft the this, yes this, no. this player, this player, and then Jeff said, okay, we don't need that talent. Now Dev is saying, oh, well, oh, well, Rob, oh, well, now, oh, well, Rob, you never said draft this specific guy. I said specifically look at players at LSU, the skill position. I said that for you. can go out and you can look at it. You can go out and look at it. Hold on, though. Let's, let's, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's take a step right. back. Let's take a step back. You, you, put him on Eagles team. you put him on this Eagles team. What exactly does that do? How many wins does that translate to? He's a wide many, receiver. They many, don't win weapons, football games. How many weapons have we had? How many weapons have we had last three years? How many weapons? Yo, does it matter? What did we have when we won, Rob? Oh, God. I'm Sean Jeffrey and, 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 and the dude that used to play for Baltimore. Are they elite <laughs> wide receivers? Are they elite? Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Are they elite? Why, why receivers? He was the four straight NFC championship games with Todd Pinkston and James Trash. Like, answer Jimmy's we, question. No, what, listen. What listen, really, listen, what Rob, really Rob, would be the benefit? Rob, 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 stop watching highlights, dog. Just look at the data. The data shows the receivers don't matter. We have 100 oh, years. Bethan, we have 100 Jarvis years. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. Let me, wait, 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 Jim. Uh, let me look at my sheet here of the games that we're picking later. Because I damn sure don't see Minnesota in any of them. Where, where the no, fuck they is not. They're not there. Oh, they're not okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. Do you, oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, Rob, Rob, can we talk? Rob, can we talk? They had him right as well as arguably the best running back. Arguably the greatest running back in the NFL is on their team as well as him. And they're not even in the playoffs. So come on with the skill and the oh. skill positions. Don't win football games. Cut it out. Damn. Minnesota ain't playing this week? I thought they was like had two buys because they got Jerry Rice Jefferson. Rob, come on, man. Chill. Really, Chill with all, like, you, really. you, think like, you think like a dude who would have a GM job and would lose it after a year because – you know, you know who he's like. Remember the boys when they used to draft all the wide receivers every year in Detroit. We, 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 Detroit still ain't won a we, playoff we, we, game. We, 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 yeah, man. Well, these players ain't doing nothing either. Highlights, man. Well, these players ain't doing nothing Here's the bottom line, Rob. Rob, you don't understand football, brother. And that's that's. that's I don't understand football. And the reason I, how many how many pro balls have Howie Rosen picked in the last three years? <laughs> hey, do you hear him just regurgitating the stuff so, that they so say? So thank on you. TV so thank you for no, 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 no. I'm not going to say anything. The same dudes that didn't make the Pro Bowl were there when this team won the Super Bowl. How many of these pro bowlers have forced the truth? How many of these right after I says that? Right, he just point. proved so it right after you said it. He said, "How many pro bowlers?" Oh my God, we're talking about that. pro bowlers. We oh, talking about all pro bowlers, all pro players, players. pro pro bowlers. Pro players. Players. Talking about pro bowlers. That you gonna start with pro bowlers? Really? That's right. what you're going to? How many pro bowlers are even in the playoffs? The Eagles been in the playoffs until this year. What they were in three straight playoffs, won the Super Bowl, and we're still sitting here talking about pro bowlers. That's why I can't. Jim, this is why I have to retire, though. This is why I can't talk to sports fans anymore. Because they like no, they just they, eat up and regurgitate the entertainment that they see on TV from these clowns on TV. Yo, you're what saying the you exact same the stuff that we hear when people send us clips of the latest clown show from Skip 
and and Stephen A. All you're doing is regurgitating this garbage, man. I am not regurgitating. I don't even watch them guys. I watch yeah, y'all. Nobody does fans. until they start repeating everything. Who did you everything want in the draft, Who did you want to draft? I want to know who did you want. I don't want anybody. I don't do draft analysis like that. I don't care. I, oh, I'm not. No. I'm not trying to put. Oh, what? You hear me every week. Do you hear me running out talking about the draft? Rob, 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 Rob. Don't get mad at me because I'm not trying to do the, the, the silly stuff that you're doing. Let these people do their draft. I'd rather get a big Rob, dude up front. I'd rather get an offensive or defensive lineman any day of the week. Because that's, that's what wins football games. And that's right, the bottom right, line. Because my thing is this. The Packers are the number one seed. How many first-round receivers play for the Packers? Okay. Do we have to look at playoff teams now? Really? Do we, do we got to go there? I'm not asking no, you to. I'm, I'm not, not asking you to. I, 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 I ask you about one team. The number one seed. Go where you want to go, Rob. I, 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 I ask you about the number one seed. Because we, we, we can go all day. So, 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 I don't, I don't know about one team, Rob. I always think that you can go all day because you ain't going to listen to anybody and you're just going to keep repeating the same nonsense. I ain't asking you about one team. I ain't asking you about one team. Do we got to talk about Mike Evans, who was a first round pick? I mean, do we want to go there? Do we want to go to the Steelers? We can't go there. We can't go there. They got good receiver, AJ Brown, for a Get out of here. How many how many playoff appearances is this for Mike Mike Evans? It it, it doesn't it, it doesn't well, matter. Well, it don't matter now. Oh, it don't, don't matter now. Huh? It don't matter now. You don't matter now. Huh? Mike right Evans been balling. Mike Evans been balling for how many years? Guys, Mike Evans been getting it in. One of the best receivers oh in the league. One of the best receivers in the league. And again, and again, Rob, Rob, hold on, hold on one second, guys. Mike Evans been balling for how many first round wide receivers? And you give me a bunch of guys not even drafted in the first round. That's what you just did. I said, Mike how many Evans, first? And first Evans of all, first of all, I asked you about Mike one Evans team. I asked you about one team. I asked you about one team. I said, how many first-round guys do they have to play wide receiver? And you start to say, well, we could talk about the playoffs. And then you name a bunch of other guys that weren't picked in the first round. So, again, thank you for proving my point. Like, you don't waste the first-round pick yeah, on a receiver. You said, like, Evans, you didn't even say him first. You said D.K. Metcalf again, who was the 64th overall, overall pick in the yeah, draft. Yeah, like, what, what are we talking about it, here, man? Yeah, yeah, we are, right? But you can open it, and you say we are, and then you're going to run to social media and start saying some and then, other lies. And then on one breath, no, hold, no, hold up, on one breath, you say – Oh, you, that you that little bull crap you posted the other day talking about B. Austin and Dev said this. Hey, we never said anything like that, dude. Everything First we off, say to you is recorded. You make your, you're making yourself sound silly, man. Everything oh, Rob, we you said on one hand. Recorded. Listen, Rob, a couple minutes ago you said nothing matters but championships. We need a bunch of receivers without championships. What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, uh, do, do we have – moving the goalpost. What we are we doing here? Ball. You just told me enough about championships matter, and you give me a bunch of guys without championships. Jim, like, what are we doing yeah, here? Yo, by the time you keep counterpointing this dude, we're going to be kicking a 150-yard field goal, man. You're going to move the goal to the parking lot. I really, I really want to speak. Listen, Rob, with all due respect, and I like you, Rob. You're a good guy. With all due respect, you're just, like, saying nonsense. Like, on one hand, you say it's about championships. You give me a bunch of receivers who really don't matter in the grand scheme of things, also who don't have championships. So if you're talking about championships, why are you talking about the one position that doesn't really contribute to a championship? And I'm not saying it's based upon my opinion. We have 100 years of football. You can look at all the data points. These are facts. 
This is an opinion. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. But with that being said, yeah. you can't have it both ways. You can't care about nothing but championships what is and the then worry so much about a position that doesn't contribute to it. What is the percentage of the quote-unquote greatest receivers to to ever play the game? What is the percentage of them who have a championship? I really, I really, I, 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 I really want to make this point because I know y'all, y'all, y'all probably is gonna. They, they, they want to make this point. You know, uh, first of all, thank you for this conversation. You know, keep supporting more oh, sports. Wait. If you, if, if, if you do, if you do, um, have a small business or your independent contractor, get that EDIL grant. You know, I told, uh, I told them, and them about, I send them the links, you know, that ED or PPP loan, which is like a grant, you know, it's a forgivable loan. So if you have a small business or you're working independently, you know, check that out um, for people who don't know. That's like an extra stimulus. Um, they haven't opened up yet, but they will. Uh, now, now as far as conflict is a bias, uh, I, I, I think what it showed us this um, – this last, it showed us. All right, we gotta I make think, this. I, I, I think, I, I, I think it just, it, 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 it's really white folks causing a temper tantrum in public, and the real people who I am ashamed of, who supported Trump throughout these years, is, is I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna say the first one because I, I, you know, I don't want y'all to, to, to. By the way, women sports don't, you know, they don't represent what I say, but um. One, I support by these uh, so-called bougie black folk who support Trump, like Boyce Watkins. You know, uh, he, <laughs> Boyce Watkins, Justin Trudeau. You got to understand that not not all these black people are are for our best interest. They may act like they are, but they're going to scheme of things. They are just as, as capitalistic, as vulturistic as everybody else. Now, these 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 three brothers and probably more brothers on this show are very progressive. They very in, they're very uh, entrenched in their in their communities, and they do represent the interests of the uh, of our people. But and 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 also low key people who who follow under him, uh, like 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 Chitlin Tobias, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, these 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 Historically, if you look at the great Messiah Garvey, he not only influenced African Americans, but uh, excuse me, black folk across the world. Excuse me, but in the African diaspora, but he influenced people like Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh, who who listened to what he had to say and went back and he told the people, his his, his people in Vietnam, like, hey man, yo, yo, black folk over here getting oppressed, and you know we should liberate ourselves too. And he also uh, the uh, funded the IRA. Which is the Irish people in um, in Ireland, and if, if you want to look at the Irish independence, you know their revolution they had, you know it it went well. So 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 all this thing, all oh, you know, we should support. I I I I don't believe people say, oh, we support other causes. No, if you're talking about attention seeking, like like that's a problem with social media. People saying it's like it's trendy, like you know we support what's trendy. There's different people supporting trendy and actually putting resources in your community. And um and doing and, and and doing things like that, and 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 the thing is that that people who are saying that oh we support the causes, uh but us they don't really put they don't really put in any work. Like I I I go to other activists, especially Chicano activists, they never once said oh we you, you know you, you know Black Lives Matter. What about kids in cages? They never once said that. It's the people who are not doing the work saying that. It's like Bill, dude, y'all need to shut up. You know. 
like 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 black like like Black Panther Party was support was supported by hippies. They were supported by different di- different urgent kind of organizations. Not once they did they say, oh you know, uh, oh we should not like everybody's problems with us. We all find we all find the capitalistic nature of white supremacy oh, in this country. Well, in this country, so 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 I I want to shut shut the door on this divisiveness. Like people like Chitlin Tobias, uh, Crooked Boys Watkins, and anybody else that's trying to take basically trying to take this supremacist mentality and and shield and 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 shield ourselves up. Basically doing a a black Donald Trump mentality. Take America first. Always no, see black people first. No, bro. No, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Martin King for the well, best. Hold on, let me ask you a question uh, though. Where, 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 where are these stories coming from? Everywhere. So that's what I got to say, man. And and please support cool. me. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say, where are they even coming from? Like, I understand <laughs> those thoughts that you have. Those are your thoughts. But that, that, that shit has nothing to do with us. I would think I would think Vicente Guerrero said the same thing when he uh, stopped slavery in Mexico. He would probably say, oh, that ain't got nothing to do with us. That ain't got nothing to do with it. But he did anyway. I mean, I don't understand. I'm sure, like, uh, Fidel Castro when he, he helped liberate Angola, like oh that shit ain't got to do with us. I feel you, Rob. I feel your point on the personality. Those are those are those Those are you're talking about oppressed people. So if you're going to make that equivalency, what you're saying is those white men were oppressed. Is that what you're saying? Because you're talking about someone helping an oppressed people. Those aren't oppressed people out there. Oh 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 no 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 I I wasn't. I no 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 I I I wasn't talking about that I wasn't talking about that what happened in particular I'm talking about when Tobias talking about the the kids and whatever he's always been talking about but you know but what's happened now in 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 uh, D.C. it's just a white temper changing you know what I'm saying my my thing is against Tobias and and mostly against Boyce Watkins ball headed. You know, so we so, just want to plan it to buy it. That's that's all we got to the point now. All right, Rob. I, the bottom line is you want to plan it to buy it. That's what it all boiled down to. I, and, 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 and FDAs. If anybody says I'm 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 a I'm a F uh, or what was that thing called? Foundational a is a foundational Black American, or you talking about yeah, your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbass Negro. Yeah, those dumbass Negro. They tell, tell them this. Tell them you might as well be white then, because you know what I'm saying you're not accepting a, your your African heritage. You're rejecting it. You're just saying, well, oh, oh, I'm black, but I'm not African. No, get the freak wow. out of here. Well, well, we got we got to move on, Rob. But what I will say is this: I don't agree with the, everything that they say, but I, but just have an understanding of why they say what they say. That's all I'm saying. But, but the, the, with that being said, man, it's for another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up, Rob. Time, you know, thanks, thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it. Always, man. Hey, and when we come, when we come near the draft, be specific, because I don't want to hear this hindsight in in three years. All right, but we holler at you. Yeah, Peace, I'm gonna go brother. back and find. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find an episode and cut the episode before the draft and show Rob he he full of it. See, but that's the thing though. Like because Rob supports us the way he, because you know me, Jim. Like we've been in arguments, especially when we used to do this twelve years ago on email, and dudes would say something. Yo, I would dig up emails from like six years ago and play people out. Like, yo, stop lying. Like, yo, we can easily go back in the archives and get this stuff. But Rob is such a, mm-hmm. a staunch supporter. Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to do that to the brother. I don't want to embarrass him like that. Yep. But he going to make me because he's going to call in here trying to play us out every week. Like, like everybody's such a genius later on. <laughs> 
But the question you asked shut all that down. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if these dudes were on the team, what would have they done to to change what's going on right now? Like we are coveting somebody on a team who didn't even make the playoffs themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but we're coveting their players. They, they couldn't get them to the playoffs, and they're way more talented than we are. Anyway, man. All right, let's uh. Let's definitely get into these 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 awards. Uh, we're just going to run down our list real quick because we are running against time. So uh, you want me to start or you want to start? We're going to give out our NFL awards right, real quick. I'll start. I'll start. Um, right. MVP. Aaron start, Rogers, start the other way. Start the other way. Start start from the comeback and end with the MVP. Oh, damn, hold up. We, we, got, we got build yeah, up. Go some. Back, go back. All right, come, all right come, back, come back player of the year is like a uh, – Alex Smith, I'll just put it that way, man. I was about to say, just um, name the award after the bowl, man. He was almost dead last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. Um, let's see. Defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. He's you know Bull can't even coach this week, man, because of COVID protocols? Crazy. He Crazy. might, win, um, he might win the coach of the year, finally gets this team into the playoffs, and he ain't going to be able to coach. <laughs> Yo, uh, offensive COVID rookie track. of the year, Justin Herbert. Justin yes, Herbert sir. was balling. Um, defensive player of the year, um, Aaron Donald. Although he doesn't play football, he just, uh, you know, he causes violence. He walks outside on Sunday and causes <laughs> violence. Um, offensive player of the year. <laughs> offensive player of the year, because I try to, I always try to get this to somebody different than MVP, because you know, but I, I got Derrick Henry. And MVP, um, A Rod. All right, we pretty much got everybody the same. Comeback player of the year for me. Like I said, name the award after Alex Smith. Um, Coach of the year is the only place we differ, but I definitely understand your pick because he was probably my second choice. I'm going to go Sean McDermott because Buffalo is looking like something I didn't think Buffalo. I kind of knew they were in the mix to win the division because the Patriots had a chance of being trash. But Buffalo out here hammering people, and Josh Allen is telling Tobias to – you know what he's doing. That's all about Tobias. He definitely told him the EAD all season because Bull just made me yeah. lose $500 in a fantasy league because he was out here crushing my team. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young, I agree with that. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert. Shout out to uh, Justin Jerry Rice Jefferson. Um, shout out to Joe Burrow, <laughs> who would have probably been the front runner had he not gotten hurt. Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. Shout out to TJ Watt, but yeah, Aaron Donald, he, he just wrestles. Um, Derrick Henry, the Offensive Player of the Year uh, award is weird because it kind of seems like now we're just giving it to the best non-quarterback on the offense. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we've fallen right in line with it because I also thought about – Pretty much. I'm like, well, shoot, if Aaron Rodgers, who I agree with, is my MVP, then why ain't he the Offensive Player of the Year because he plays offense? Or I could give it to the non-quarterback MVP. Right. So, shout out to Derrick Henry and all the other non-quarterbacks. Uh, honorable mention to Stephon Diggs and um, even Travis Kelsey. Um, and like I said, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Um, honorable mention, shout out to Pat Mahomes on that. So, the wild card game's coming up uh, this weekend. Um, I'm looking at my paper again, and I just cannot find Minnesota. But I'm going to pick these games. Uh, Indiana, Indianapolis at Buffalo. 
Um, I just told you what I think about Buffalo. They are rolling, and it seems like they're rolling at the right time. Um, Indy is not a team to be slept on, um, but we all know also that Phillip Rivers hasn't been the most successful quarterback in the playoffs, and he's old now. I got Buffalo in this one. Um, uh, L.A. going in the – well, go ahead. Who you got, Indy or Buffalo? Go ahead. Who you got? I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Buffalo as well. Um, You got the Rams going into Seattle. Now, the Jared Goff doesn't seem to be playing that well for the Rams. For some reason, I'm picking the Rams in the upset, though. <laughs> Am I crazy? Yo, here's my hot take. My hot take Unless DK Metcalf saves them, because you know wide receivers are end-all, be-all. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> my hot take is this. The winner of this game is going to the bowl. Oh! Um, as, as based That's on nothing but me needing a hot take. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> based on me being a hot take And also what I find interesting about this season though Just overall real fast is that there's not one team That like really stands out to me As like yo they definitely going Like everybody can be right. beat on both sides right. uh, uh, Even the Chiefs The Chiefs ain't like yo they, they're beatable um, So with that being said I, I'm, I'm going to take my hot take The winner of this game is going to the bowl And <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also leaning towards the Rams Man like yo I think Aaron Donald, yo, Aaron Donald is about to like commit violent acts of aggressive. He's about to commit a lot of aggressive violent acts, and um, he's gonna hurt Russell Wilson. So I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so um, uh, Tampa Bay is going to the nation's capital with all the unrest to see Washington about a little something. Um, you know, I want to be cool and say that this is gonna be an upset. Because I, you know, I've kind of thought Tampa Bay has been a little overrated all season, but I don't think Washington has a chance in this one. Um, I got Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Bay going in there and doing their thing. Man, they're going to beat CeCe's down Washington's legs. <laughs> so, it's a wrap. All right. Wrap for, for, the, for the football team. Um Will they beat a football team next they year? Got a, they, they only got a name a, right now, name. Dog. They only got a name right now, so they definitely getting stumped. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll beat them so bad they'll like beat them into a name. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the ass kicked. I don't know. Uh, the Sunday's games. We got Baltimore, Tennessee. This is a rematch from last season when Baltimore was supposed to run the table on everybody. Tennessee came in there and did work. Now, Tennessee comes in with the, well, at least me and Jimmy's offensive player of the year, 2,000-yard rusher, um, Derrick Henry. And this and Tennessee is actually hosting this one, but I got Baltimore going in there and avenging last year's loss. I think Baltimore is another team that started to kind of peak at the right time, like the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Like the offense started clicking more, they started putting up more points. Um, so we'll see. But I got Baltimore winning this one. Man, listen, all I gotta say is big trust. Here's what's going to happen, man. Another hot take. Winner of this game is going to the bowl. So basically the bowl is going to be L.A. or Seattle versus Baltimore or Tennessee. <laughs> that's that's the right. And I, yo, I'm picking the Rams and the Ravens, dog. Big trust. I think what, <laughs> you said was exact, what you said was exactly what I was thinking. They're playing the best ball. At the right. It's like they're going one way and the Steelers are going the other way as the season ends. And – you know, I wouldn't want to play. Baltimore is also a very physical team. Like you watch them play, like you know, they 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 commit they commit random acts of violence as well as an entire team 
on the offensive and defensive line. So I want to play that. Around. But I mean, the Titans. I Baltimore run up in the Capitol. Yo, that's the game I'm looking forward to. Because the Titans are kind of violent too. Like they're two violent teams. So, yeah. they, so they might if, if either they're gonna go to the bowl, they're gonna hurt each other so bad that whoever they, they play next will beat either one of them. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because they about to kill each other. Best teams. player. So. Think about right, think so. about the teams. Though, like think about like the players. Like even AJ Brown is violent at receiver. You got like you know you got violence uh, all over Baltimore's offensive line. Like it's it's just it's insane. A lot of violence. A lot of violence. A lot of violence. <laughs> I'm a fan of that violence. All right, another team that's kind of peaking at the right time. The Chicago Bears, they're going in to face uh, New Orleans in the Dome. Even though they are peaking at the right time, they're still putting their playoff trust in Mitchell Trubisky, who's been playing pretty well. But I'm going to go with New Orleans on this one. And I don't have that much yeah, confidence in New Orleans. I don't, like you said, not, nobody have, really yo, stands not, out to me this season. Yo, I hate, I hate think this game New Orleans will lose in the next round regardless. So. Yo, I hate this game because I think both teams like I, I just don't believe in either one of these teams. Right. Um, and but with that being said, though, man, like I gotta take Drew Brees or Mitchell Trubisky until Drew Brees dies. So I'm taking yeah. Drew Brees. I think on, in this game we we've just given New Orleans the we've been here before treatment. Yeah, we give them the experience. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. Now this next game, I think both of these teams are gonna lose. Um, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Yeah. The crazy like. Pittsburgh, like, I don't want to be one of those people, you know, he's overrated, but, you know, they, they went undefeated for a long portion of the season, and then things just kind of fell apart. Shout out to the Roots. Um, Cleveland, on the other hand, is a very talented team, but a very inconsistent team. One week, Baker Mayfield looks like you should have been the number one pick in an NFL draft, and then not even one week, one quarter he looks like that, and then the next quarter – you look like he shouldn't have been drafted. <laughs> like the inconsistency is crazy with this mm-hmm. dude. With that being said, even though they're the road team, I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one to pull the, the upset. Um, they played in the, the, the final week of the regular season, and Cleveland got it done, but Pittsburgh weren't playing their starters. Big Ben didn't even play. But I, I still think Cleveland's going to be able to, to go in there and get the win. I don't know why. I'm but... I'm going with the Steelers just based upon the last point you made. The last point you made is why I'm picking the Steelers. Like, they struggled. They struggled. Uh, they didn't Big even Ben have. didn't play. So, yeah. yeah, I think when Big Ben and number 11 come back, they're going to, like, they're going to, you know, get busy. Um, yeah. And it's a game yeah. I don't want to see either. Like, they, 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 might throw, they might throw Cleveland in the deep end of the clay pool. Oh, bars. Ooh, um, I see what you did there. It's like three games. It, it, this weekend is weird because it's three games that I'm ex- very excited about. The three games, like, I just don't care about. Like, I'm very excited about the Colts, Bills, Ravens, Titans, and Rams, Seahawks. All the, that's all the violent teams. I'm excited about the Colts and Bills as well because I got the mentality going in. Like, Josh Allen better keep balling out. You cost me some money. You better yeah. keep balling out. <laughs> Yo, I'm never yeah, getting over games. that. I'm really I lost the fantasy championship by games. one point. Dude threw his yeah, last pass. Yo, his last pass was a touchdown. They took him out of the game after that. That pass put the dude won the game. Put him up one point on me, and I had nobody to to combat that. My only hope Man, after that, 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 that hurt. Because I, I went into the I went yeah. into the final 
the Monday night up 46 points. I knew it wasn't going to be a cakewalk because Josh Allen put up 42 points the week before. So I had nobody left to play. I was up 46. He had Josh Allen and Cole Beasley. So I'm like, all right, maybe if they, you know, they can calm these boys down, even if they get 20 apiece, I could be good. He's killing. He's killing. He, Cole Beasley's not doing much, though. So he had four points total. So when dude threw the last touchdown and rolled out and had a one-point lead, my only hope was, well, maybe Cole Beasley will catch a short pass and fumble with the new quarterback. Yeah, that was my only hope. That, Cole Beasley gets hurt next play <laughs> and goes out of the game. That so being I, your last hope. Right. That being your last hope is insane. It, it, it definitely is because, you know, that's not going to happen. So even if he's still in the game, he doesn't get hurt, he'll probably catch a pass and then I'll lose by three or four. That's even better, though. But but the fact that Bull threw a touchdown, went up one, and left the game when they were up a million and he could have left the game anyway. But I knew they were going to keep him in because he was one touchdown away from a franchise record. So I knew they were going to do that. But, you know, that's some of the teams God. they were playing. That's like, that's like, that's like when I lost a chip in that, the same league. I lost a chip in when Vernon Davis got hit illegally. And all I needed him to do was catch that pass, but he got knocked out of the game because he got hit illegally. And all I needed, Yo, all I, I remember that. I literally needed I remember that. I didn't, I I literally took, know. But the craziest part about that is, <laughs> yo, the craziest part about that is, that wasn't the worst fantasy loss I ever had. I lost a, a, a fantasy championship one year when Brian Westbrook decided to fall instead of going into the end zone. Oh, instead of going into the end zone. Yeah. I lost, yeah. I lost a chip because of that. I had Westbrook. Yeah, I lost the actual chip because of that. So our whole point in all this, everybody, is F fantasy football. Um, yeah, definitely F fantasy football. Um, this is definitely the, the hardest L I ever took. And, and, and it was because of the buildup. Because after the draft, the algorithm played me out. You know how they give you like a draft grade after the, the draft? Yeah, man. They said I was going to win three games the whole season. <laughs> Not losing yeah, the championship at one point. All right, so our stat of the week, man, before we uh, to the the stretch run of this, and this will make uh, Skyview happy, who I know is in the chat room. Combined 2020 salary of these three, four Eagles wide receivers: Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside, Alshon Jeffrey. Their combined salary for 2020 was $26.8 million. Their combined stats, 52 catches, 777 yards, three touchdowns. Now here is the salary, 2020, and statistics of Kev's new favorite player, Nelson Aguilar. $1 million. (laughs) 47 catches, 839 yards, and eight touchdowns. So he had a pretty much a, a better season com- combined, well, a better season himself than four of the Eagles receivers combined. Now, this, this stat is definitely cherry-picked because the Eagles had an undrafted receiver who had a year that was just almost as good as Nelson Aguilar minus, like, three touchdowns. Um, but they didn't put him in there because, you know, to make a point, you got to kind of cherry pick the stuff that's going to fit into your little algorithm but um shout out to uh these dudes being trash and i know rob is 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 loving that we're saying this too because he he feels if this core was upgraded 
then the Eagles would be an elite team. Um, I just basically picked this stat just to make the homie Skyview feel good. So shout out to you, Skyview. That was that was all about you. All right, so Jim, man, before we get out of here and and talk about uh, um, this date in sports history, let us know real quick what happened while we were on the grind, so we can give a couple of people some yeah, shout outs. Uh, Rob took all of our time. While you were, I'm trying to manage the rest. Yeah, of the while you were on the. Uh, Here's the bottom line. If you or your business need a custom website, get with Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and tell them that you heard it here in the war room. Now, um, things that happen while you on the Grizz Night, uh, the Heisman winner has been announced as Devontae Smith. uh, Shout out to him. Shout out to Lil Duke. <laughs> Fourth um, wide receiver yeah, so in the award, so you know that's not easy. So shout out to the ball. Yeah, but you know, so shout out to him. Uh, next story, going to stay stay back with these uh, the races. I mean, um, the Bama. Um, Nick Saban, his daughter, she apologized uh, about a statement she made. OSU virus accusation. She's talking about uh, you know, Ohio, the Ohio State. Yeah, so her Twitter fingers got the best of her. Let me read her tweet real quick, um, because it, you know it, she was definitely out of line because she's getting all competitive about this uh, national championship game, and you know we talked about how Ohio State might not have enough dudes to even play in the game because of the the outbreak at their school. Right. She tweeted on Tuesday. <laughs> she, she said, "If you're not confident to play, then say it." I call BS on the COVID cases. They're just worried about their QB and want him to have more time to heal. If he's hurt, put in your backup. You didn't see us postpone the rest of the season to wait for uh, Jalen Waddle. Bye. Yo, how insensitive is that? But look at it's where she is. And you ain't on the where she is. Yeah. Look at the school. Most of them down there don't even believe in COVID. Even if they had people that died from it, they probably don't wear masks. How you going to tell these people – Y'all just trying to use that as an excuse. Like, yo, they had it. There are rules. Like, if, even contact tracing. If you don't test positive, even if it's just contact tracing, you got to sit out for for a while. So nobody's using it as an excuse. Like, these dudes really couldn't play. They didn't just decide not to play in these games. And, yo, so, for we, first you know, off, She's talking like she sued up. Like, just listen, right. man. Just, just have fun down there in your little town with all the little brother fathers that exist there because <laughs> it's probably a combination of both. But, you know, that's either here or there. But, yeah, you know, so, of course, she on, gave an obligatory apology, and then she deleted her Twitter account. Um, but, you know, she, she, she said all the right things in apology and then deleted her Twitter account. It's been a lot of deleting of Twitter accounts. Somebody else deleted yeah, there. She, was, she, she, she should have just said I was hacked, man. Like you know. Yeah, just go ahead and um, say that. Just say, just say somebody yeah, from yeah. Old Miss hacked me. Old Miss Antifa. There you go. Blame themselves. <laughs> I'll blame Antifa. <laughs> the callback was fine. Yo, Red Sox Bianca Smith becomes the first black woman to coach in pro baseball history. Shout out to her. You're surprised yeah. that this is coming from the Red Sox, but she she's. She's she's gonna be a coach in their minor league uh, program, um, and she's basically gonna be working with position players. Her quote was, "The opportunity is amazing. 
Um, I'm still wrapping my head around it. I probably won't really have it sink in until I'm actually there. Um, big step for for women. Big step for black women. Um, shout out to the Marlins, though. Like, they hired a woman to be their GM, like their real GM of the whole team, not the minor league, of the whole franchise. So shout out to them. I don't know how that got passes because that was a couple of months ago, and we didn't we didn't say oh, nothing. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Yeah, that's all. Yo, mm-hmm. um, also what happened while you were on the grind, uh, Chattanooga football coach was fired over his tweet uh, about the Georgia election and, um, you know, in which he called, you know, the new legend. Called a fat Albert and people ain't, wasn't feeling it. Especially not this morning. Yo, before, not, not this morning, yesterday morning, before the white people stormed the Capitol, yo, Stacey Abrams was trending. She was like, yeah, everybody. Yo, she was like, Lady Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like the way people were talking about it, it was kind of getting a little irritating. Um, you know, shout out to her for everything that she's done, but people always got to take things too far. But this guy, his tweet was, "Congratulations to the, to the state of Georgia and Fat Albert." And then he said, "At Stacey Abrams." He added her after he called her Fat Albert. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the state of Georgia and Fat Albert, because you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again. And he said, enjoy the buffet, big girl. You earned it. Hope the money was good. Still not governor. He's the other dude that I was talking about. He has since deleted his Twitter account, just like Nick Saban's daughter. I don't understand, Jim. This is 2021. We already know the rules of 2020. You don't tweet stuff like this and not lose your job. So unless you were looking for a nice way to resign and go out with a bang, like why can't people control their Twitter fingers? Like what did somebody say? Like, come on, think about it before you press send. People don't know how to control their emotions. Doug, listen, this is what the draft is for. If yo, I, I told my wife, God forbid anything ever happened to me and she's still around, I wanted to grab my phone, go on to Twitter and let all them draft ones go that I ain't have a ball to say while I was alive. <laughs> let him go. You, put the, you, you put the filth. I just gave y'all the, the cheat code. The cheat code is you put all the filthy stuff in your draft, dog. Let it go. Let it come out later, man. Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So use your, use your draft folder, dude. Um, I, my 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 beef with you know, don't, don't what group chat is for, dog. Like you know, don't don't disrespect. That's also what group chat is for. I know. You let yeah. the you let the real ignorance go in the group chat. Yeah, you find a group chat that's a, a safe space for you, people you trust, and you just let it rip. They find our Sam, group chat. I thought our group, oh, Lord. Yo, I thought our group chat was bad, dog. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen a female's group chat, cuz? Yo, I females' group not. chats are good. Yo, they're worse than ours. That's all I'm going to say. Better stop calling them females before they start writing us uh, oh, emails. Oh, oh, damn, I forgot. It's 2021. Um, yeah. Dang, yeah. Damn, I was about to say something else that might have been worse. Let me chill. Uh, young ladies. <laughs> Lady creatures. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but women. Shout out women. to our, the women. Shout out to our women friends. All right, man. Is, is that, that all that happened on the grind? Yeah, that's all that happened on the grind, man. What, what happened uh, this day in sports or this week in sports history? Yeah, man. This week in sports history. Uh, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go out and grab Sports the Book from WarroomSports.com or SportsTheBook.com. Uh, greatest sports book that you're going to read because I can tell by everybody we talk to, 
you know, y'all into that bull crap that they feed you on TV and all that hyperbole and, and just all that trash, man. This is different. Make sure you get this. But this date in sports history, January 7th, 1972, this was the day that the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Atlanta Hawks 134-90 to 90 for their 33rd straight victory, which still remains the longest winning streak in major professional team sports history. So shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to that team. Shout out to the franchise. And we'd like to give a war room salute to this historical moment. We about to get the hell up out of here. Sixers and the Nets just yeah. even without Kyrie and 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 KD, the Nets already up seven to two, and this is BS. Damn! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody, man. All the brothers, thank you for joining us for the briefing in the war room. Shout out to those in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, our social media who support what we got going on. We appreciate you. <laughs> Check us out next week live right here on demand. You know how to catch up with us. Everything we do can be found right at our hub, and our hub is warroomsports.com. I'll repeat that. It's warroomsports.com, all of our media, all of our content, our bios, you know what I'm saying, our Twitter names, everything's at that hub. You can get my book, Sports the Book, at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Anything we said tonight that you didn't like, Antifa did it. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.